Welcome to the Create Smarter Podcast. I'm going to be the host for this episode, Kyle McNaught. I'm joined by Marissa to my right. However, we're doing a little wild stuff. We're having Phil join us via Zoom. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Great. Thanks for having me virtually for some wild stuff, as you put it. (laughs) All fairness this is our first time doing virtual in here, so it's going to be a fun kind of experiment of how we want to uh, run this. But we have a really fun topic today, and something that really got uh, not only when the first one of the first things came out, everyone's talking about it, but there was a lot of buzz and a lot of kind of chat amongst our kind of little uh, Google chat. So, really today we want to talk about kind of marketing goals and just some kind of use some examples that recently happened and discuss kind of what they were trying to do and was it really a failure or was it they had a misdirected goal that they were trying to achieve and really this all stems from the Snoop Dogg giving up the smoke now I know all of us shared it we're all surprised by it I mean Snoop here clearly he's not going to give up the smoke turned out it was all a marketing ploy for solo stoves which are those not tiny ones but some of them are tiny but it's like a little kind of like what chimney how would you how would you describe it it's just one of those like it's a small it, fire pit it's a little portable fire pit right and it's basically ergonomical so like the smoke kind of gets sucked up and it's not like where you're sitting at the fire pit and you're like all right say watermelon 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 to blow the smoke away from you it's supposed to like not have that type of thing right we say i hate rabbits by the way to make this what, what are which you one guys we said. talking about i don't know what is going on we you sit by a fire pit you don't have yeah we have a mantra that's designed to, to superstitiously make the smoke go away you don't have this no, I've never <laughs> heard of this. <laughs> what universe are you guys living in? Everybody so has a mantra because the smoke from a regular fire pit always gets in your face. And if you repeat some sort of a mantra, you'll divert the smoke somewhere else. This is a well Wow, I'm fact. learning so many new things today. Welcome <laughs> to the really... Create Smarter Podcast where we learn new things every day. <laughs> this is like really, you're like, I wonder what giving up the smoke means at this point. You're like, what is he talking about? Yeah, when you sit by a fire pit, like a lot of times, especially if you're like using kind of bad wood and stuff, very smoky and then half the time it's like in your eyes you can't breathe you that can't part see. of experience and i know right so the <laughs> mantra we're talking about is a lot of times you have these weird things you'd be like if i say like a fire ant fire fire ant whatever phil says it goes away i hate like, rabbits is what i, I hate say. rabbits yeah i can't i did not dedicate any brain power to that but <laughs> a lot of that we are going way down Off a rabbit the rails, hole. sorry guys a rabbit hole. <laughs> a rabbit hole so Basically, Silla Stove gets rid of that. And they did somewhat of an ingenious. I mean, all of us were like, oh, wow, that's really clever. And I like we we had an article we're referencing from the Content Marketing Institute that talks about 30 million likes and stuff like that. I mean, when you saw that kind of campaign, Marissa, talk to me a little bit about kind of what you thought. Was it successful, like in your opinion of what they were doing or kind of what do you think they were trying to achieve with that? Yeah, so I reacted to the tweet from Snoop first and I was like, what? What does he mean he's giving up smoke? Like, this is everything we've ever known about him. And actually, I never knew what it tied back to until we talked about this article. I'm not even going to lie. So that right there, I understand that they were doing this like brand awareness campaign and that was kind of the point. I didn't actually know what it was for. And, you know, maybe I wasn't paying attention and I didn't actually look it up and follow up with it. But all that stuck out to me was a tweet. So I never actually saw the the end result of this until we brought it up and, and Phil sent along that article. But I initially was like, I don't know what's going on. This is not the snoop I know. Yeah, I mean, Phil, what about you? Was there, like, especially with just influencer marketing and knowing how important that is, it seemed like it was almost a home run to, like, to me. What about you? I, that's what I thought. I saw the first tweet and my first reaction was like, there's something fishy here. And I was like, oh, he's probably, 
I, I have, I'm a very cynical person, so right off the bat, I thought there was something going on, but I was like, oh, he's advertising edibles. That's what I assumed. I thought he was advertising edibles. Um, but as it turns out, it was way more clever than that, which was, you know, he's advertising the solo stove. And the thing that's really effective about it is, like, their whole selling point, aside from being portable, is that it's a fire pit without, you know, the annoying, stinky smoke, right? It's It's a better experience. So, like... It's something that got a lot of attention. A lot of people paid, you know, a lot of people saw it. A lot of people paid attention to it. It's a famous person. It was a clever thing, but ultimately it did tie right back into like their brand promise, um, which is like this quality product that gives you a better experience when you're, when you're having a fire. So like, I thought it was great. I talked about it with a ton of people. I thought it was funny. Like I thought it hit the mark like exactly for like a great fun little viral social campaign. Um, until we saw this article where um, you mentioned on the Content Marketing Institute, they talked about the fact that early this year now, in 2024, Solo did a leadership change and, quote, mutually parted ways with their CEO, um, at least partially over what they saw as like um, a failure to boost sales. And I was really surprised to see that because I was like, I thought they crushed it with this. But it turns out that maybe the goals of what, you know, leadership had in mind versus what it accomplished might have been a little misaligned. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You got a solo stove for kind of the Christmas holiday, right? Like you got one of those mini. Me? Yeah. No, I don't I mean, have a solo did. stove. I feel like someone in our group got it, but I mean that's really where the failure happened, right? It all occurred right as the holiday season was kicking on. So you spend that amount of money in marketing when it comes to influencing. I'm pretty positive getting Snoop to tweet out and talk about going giving up the smoke is going to cost a lot of money. Right. So they clearly thought that this was going to drive sales when it came to the holiday season. And based off of the leadership change up and everything like that, that didn't occur. So this kind of brings us to something that we find we were talking a little bit about, like marketing goals and what the difference between kind of awareness, engagement and drive, like action, trying to drive that type of stuff. And this one, how would you define it, Marissa, like with what Snoop was doing and what the solo stuff was doing? How would you kind of define that type of marketing kind of campaign? Yeah, I think there's a difference between like an awareness campaign or a campaign that's just directly going to drive sales. We talk about this a lot and I think about it a lot when we are putting stuff out on social, you know. We used to make a lot of funny TikToks and Instagram reels and stuff like that. And we always knew that, you know, that's not going to drive sales, but people are going to know who we are. They're going to see us. It's more of an awareness thing. So I think, you know, we were talking about whether or not this thing was a failure. I think it all um, is based off what you, what the goals were and like what they wanted to accomplish. I don't think it was a failure of awareness, although I didn't know what it was for, but I think it got a lot of people talking because it was Snoop Dogg. Of course, people are going to talk about it. So I think... In that aspect of it, it wasn't a failure, um, but obviously the sales part of it didn't come through, so they're going to see that as a failure because it didn't drive sales directly. Yeah, yeah. I think, ahead, I think just to jump in there, the, the CEO who's now no longer the CEO, the, the, the gentleman who was the CEO at the time the campaign was launched gave an interview um, about the campaign and said that you, you certainly aren't tracking it to revenue, you're tracking it to things like unaided brand awareness. So in his mind, that's what it was doing. And you know, Solo came out basically and said that the campaign didn't provide a revenue lift. Well, the point that they make in the Content Marketing Institute article is like, at the time of publishing, it's been, and the time of the CEO transition, it's only been six weeks, right? Like a brand awareness campaign is not a sale where it's like, oh, take action now. It's a long-term, it's kind of a long-term play, even for holiday shopping, like November's kind of late, right? Like if you're, if you're looking at that around Thanksgiving, like sure, people do a lot of shopping then, but it's like, 
it's not a small purchase, right? It's for most people, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Like if you're going to buy that for somebody, like you probably have it in mind. So like, I would be curious to see if they do get better long-term, you know, if their 2024 numbers see, see a bump or, or if not, if, if in this day and age, maybe this doesn't help, but I do think they were ultimately just misaligned in what they were trying to accomplish because people up top or, you know, around, around the CEO were looking for a revenue lift. And in an interview he gave, he was like, no, that's not what's going to happen here. So, you know, I do think it's, it's ultimately comes down to being misaligned and, and that's unfortunate because I thought it was a killer campaign. <laughs> it's like, probably they were really happy with it. And, um, you know, one of the things they suggest in this, in this article is like, if you wanted to see a revenue, lift, there needs to be a call to action, right? If nothing else, even it, it being an awareness campaign, and you guys can speak to this in maintaining a list, you know, a call to action to say, you know, join join Snoop's smokeless crew or something like that, where they can get an addressable list of people who thought it was good and interesting, and like give them more to do as opposed to just like click through to the website and then it's like, well, there's nothing else to do here. That's probably the part where no matter what, maybe it's a little bit of a failure. Like, what's the follow on to it where people can have something actionable to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I wonder too. It's was operations, was logistics. Were they like shipping a bunch of solo stoves to all these like stores and these big box like retail outlets to just be able to sell it? And like, well, of course, this marketing campaign didn't succeed, but like everything else in this operation was built to like boost sales. So like that probably is what might have occurred. I mean, we don't know, right? We're not. We don't work for solo, but I, I agree with you of the sense of like really understanding what you're trying to achieve and how that whole kind of piece plays into it. Um, like you say, I mean, a lot of times the long term is what matters the most because people are going to purchase when they're ready, especially in this kind of demand gen. I'm on my phone. I can search and research what I want. And especially with B2C, they're going to buy it quick. So it's kind of just making sure you're top of mind. B2B, it's interesting because you can want to stay long term. You're like kind of just reminding them because Right at that point in time, they might not have a need for your product or your service, but it's just staying top of mind. So when they do come up, they start to think, I need to do this. Instead of going to Google to search, how do I do this? They're like, oh, wait, I know a video production company. I know a meeting software. I know an AI software. Or like, I know this person that can help me do that type of stuff. That's really where marketing B2B really helps out. Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about how they expected like instant gratification from this and how it was like immediately going to going to play out. But now, if you think of the long play, now next time I think of a gift, that might come in mind. Mm -hmm. So I even think like B2C, like it, that could also just take a while. And like, okay, now I'm aware of it. That brand awareness campaign was effective. Now it's on my mind for the next time I need to buy a gift. So I think even if you're not buying it in that moment, you don't realize that sometimes it sticks with people. And like you said, they're not going to buy it right then, but the next time they need your product or your service, they're going to think of you because they heard of you in that brand awareness campaign. Yeah, yeah the multiple touch points thing is not exclusive to, to B2B, right? It's a, B2, it's a B2C thing as well. And it's like, I can't remember the last time I thought about Solo Stove before this. We had explored getting one in the past and we didn't end up getting one for whatever reason. The same reason you think about you have something in your cart on Amazon and then you delete it, right? Just, oh, it's not the right time or we don't want to spend the money right now. But like... Yeah, the point about the gifts is a great one, too, where it's like, oh, that's right. I kind of forgot that existed. And it's like there was nothing there that's like encouraged me to join their mailing list to get a to get a some discount or something like that. Like had there been some sort of an actionable thing to for them to capitalize on me being reinterested, reengaged in their brand, then I'm on their list and all of a sudden they're in front of me. And then 
when the time is right for me to make the purchase and like there's a little extra money lying around or whatever it is, then this suddenly becomes a lot more effective. But um, I do I do think like that was probably a little bit of a miss. And also I do wonder, and I'm sure they did some of this, but like how much did they do in terms of like ads on you know other retailers like you know wherever you buy a solo stove like if you go to dicksportinggoods.com or you know ads on on other sites where people might be buying these gifts rei whatever it is where you buy solo stoves if you went on there did you see a picture of snoop with a solo stove like reminding you like oh you saw this fun campaign go buy this as a gift like there's all these other elements that could have helped this one really successful video because a video unto itself we know sometimes people want the magic bullet but a video unto itself doesn't doesn't sell anything it has to be part of the bigger play so like i didn't personally experience seeing this anywhere else in terms of like getting pinged with emails or getting encouraged to join a list or then seeing ads you know targeted to me on other sites so like that's where it kind of fell down for me it was oh that was cute that was funny and then that's it right and so like they lost that next step as far at least for me maybe some other people were were more targeted than it for it than i was yeah, and I brought up the point about, you know, oh, next time I think of a gift, maybe I'll think of Solo Stove or something. But you talk about how they're not staying in front of people. By the time next Christmas rolls around, I'm oh, not going to remember. There's going to be something else that's going to pop up. So it's like I'm thinking of gifts in the short term. But it's to your point earlier, if they – or one of your points earlier, if you did this – they did this campaign months before Christmas instead of the month before Christmas, it may have been more effective. Then people would have remembered it. And hopefully, even if they didn't stay in front of people, if that was their – plan that should have been the way that they approach and marissa you're type a like me like you're not saving a big christmas purchase for that late you probably are you probably have next year's christmas gifts already bought oh i have a list going already for next year don't you even worry like no i I, you're right though like not many people are buying some people are buying last minute gifts in november but mine are all bought for for big price point i don't know it's it's an interesting thing and i know that ticky tack thing that you're buying last minute that's a pretty big purchase yeah it's not you're not in line at the paper store and you see it on the on the end cap and you're like oh i'll throw that in it's like yeah "Yeah, no i don't know for most people i feel like three four hundred bucks is a decent sized gift to get someone you know so yes it's funny like i uh i definitely fit their demographic because i was aware of the solo stove before and just like you i we researched it i was like huh i'm like is this something i'd want and then you see like even like the little mini one you're like oh i need to use their special logs i have to i can't just throw a bunch of twigs in there like yeah no i don't want this like this isn't something that like it seems interesting but it's really expensive and it's like it's kind of more a little like higher end than i actually need as opposed to going to home depot buying a hundred dollars worth of bricks and just laying my own little thing which is exactly what i did too which i did after i after i researched the solo stove because it's like it's a little too expensive to be an impulse purchase that snoop dogg is going to convince me to get with a cute little video right right Mm -hmm. now speaking of driving supply and demand let's talk about something that is kind of successful and as we record this right now it's extremely successful it's top of the thing it's something like everyone's talking about stanley cups uh, AKA female Yetis, uh, I guess is how you could describe them. Rude. But like, my, I, I mean, where's mine is on my desk right now. I just looked to grab it, but it's on my desk at work. So. <laughs> oh, boo. Should have brought it in. Uh, Stanley cups have been doing an amazing job as of recently driving demand. Uh, it's especially interesting because of the person, the, the genius behind it, someone who's been doing this for a couple of things. Uh, I forget exactly who it is. It's poor podcasting because I should have researched and all this stuff. But the former, the, the marketing director of Stanley is the former marketing director of Crocs, which should just go to show right. you, like, uh, yeah, these like, like super G- specific yeah. products that it's like transformed from being like Crocs before, like five, ten years ago. It's like, what are these ugly water shoes? And then it's like suddenly every like 
Gen well, Zers wearing Crocs every in, minute of their life, you know? Right, it's idiocracy when they made it seem like what would be the stupidest thing in the future <laughs> that people would wear? Oh, Crocs. And they're wearing they it in a movie. And now 10 years later, we're all wearing it. I was going like, to say, oh, wow. you guys are both Croc owners. I would like oh, to point out that I am not a Stanley Cup or a Croc owner. I am You're a Vasco, isn't that? Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask. That was the last fad. Yeah. That was the last fad, but I don't have Crocs. I just wanted to point that out. I'm a yes. proud Croc owner and a proud... Yeah. Well, I'm I'm indifferent about the Stanley. I got it as a gift, but it's fine. It's a cup. I'm not as a, I like I will evangelize the Crocs, though. I'll tell you that. But. Yeah, but it's it's interesting of how that's worked and kind of when you look into the uh, like the marketing campaign for that, it's not as much of high profile as much as it's driving demand and making that fear of being left out, which is a different type of marketing campaign that is driving sales. I mean. especially I think it only really works with B2C. Like I think AI right now in B2B is kind of the one way it's starting to like people are like, I need to incorporate AI, even though they're saying AI and plenty of products and plenty of services have been using AI forever. So it's kind of ridiculous that they're talking about that. They're really thinking of chat GPT, which is a whole separate thing. But I mean, that's getting off topic. I was going to say, what are we doing? We're talking about AI now? Oh, no. (laughs) We really need to plan out these podcasts a little bit more. (laughs) But, like, talk a little bit about kind of, like, demand marketing uh, and kind of what you're experiencing, what you're seeing, especially because I think the the Stanley Cups are a little bit more, like, targeted toward you, Marissa, versus Mm -hmm. the solo stoves, which come to the fat dads that are Phil and I. Uh, So talk a little bit about that for me. Um, I think, you know, I see it all the time. I'm not on TikTok, but I am on Instagram. I get reels all the time, you know of all the, the new colors and the new purchases or like the little accessories that you can buy for your Stanley. So it's all over my feed and I have not fallen for it. But basically, you know, they're coming up with things now where they're doing exclusive deals with um, like Target. And so they're doing specialized limited time Stanley cups. And there are a few other ones um, that I can't remember right now, but they're doing these limited edition cups. So not only have they done a good job of like, this is the cup you need, but then they're going the extra step and saying, oh, this cup you need, there was also a limited version of this too, or like new colors that come out every once in a while that will only stay for this amount of time. So they definitely have gotten uh, in front of people in a, in a big way. And Kyle, you might know this more than I do. I don't know. What are the little things you put in Crocs? That giblets. Hit? Oh, what is it? Giblets. 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 So to me, it's like, that's almost like the genius upselling thing. Like you're talking about, like with Crocs, it was Gibbets and with Stanley's, it's the stupid little, it's like, it's like the, the cover for the, the straw. straw cover. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. my, my niece is 13 and she has like 15 different Stanley straw covers of like little sunflowers and stuff. So it's that little upsell of like these cheap little things that they can sell for five bucks and still make a $4 and 95 cent profit on, um, but like that part of it where it's like, oh, it's fully customizable. It's yours. And I've seen some wild stuff on the internet of people like setting up their Stanleys with like harnesses to be able to carry mm-hmm. them around, to be able to set up so it has little snack trays on it. Like Yes, that's wallet. the big thing I'm seeing. It's like the little snack tray around it. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, I get that all the time. So like the customization part of it, that's, that's true. The exclusivity um, you mentioned as well, but I think what it comes back to is like, Solo went all in with like the one big name influencer, you know, to talk about it. Whereas the crazy thing about Stanley, especially during the holiday season, like every single person, every every other TikTok that I scrolled through was some random person getting commissioned for selling a Stanley. And it was just like they went all in on like this like commission influencer sales marketing, whatever you want to call right. it, yeah. on but social. It- and it was like it was everywhere and especially in the, it still is but especially in the holiday season it was everywhere 
that's brilliant long-term play, right? It's you're already setting up for the long-term stuff because you're sending these influences, your Stanley Cups, you're starting to build up the accessories and all that type of stuff and really making a lifestyle. It's at a price point that everyone, like your target audience can really afford. So you're building that, that up long-term and then you get the retail partners and then you create the demand and you create the scarcity and the, oh no, I gotta get this. I'm waiting in line at Target for their exclusive thing. That's where you can see really brilliant long-term kind of marketing play into everything that is like an, an operation when it comes to like merchandise and stuff. Whereas like the solo stove, there wasn't really this drive. Cool, Snoop gave up smoke for it, but it's not like this is something, it all looks the same. There isn't stuff that's different. And you're like, unless I really wanted that, like sure, I hate smoke in my face, but as long as I say like, I hate jelly beans, it's fine, according to Phil, yeah. right? Well, I think Rabbits. Uh Rabbits, <laughs> rabbits, okay. Uh, I think the other thing about the Stanley Cups is that it's now a collectible item. Mm -hmm. People don't just get one cup and that's it. I see videos all the time on my Instagram of people like laying out all their Stanley Cups in all the different colors, like making a nice little display out of it. And I'm like, that's, I can't imagine, couldn't be me. But no. people are collecting all of these things. So Yeah, and if you miss your chance to get the one in the specific shade of pink from Starbucks, be then in your set. Unless you go on eBay and buy it for two hundred bucks or whatever yeah. it is, like, so they 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 create this sense that everybody has one, right? That's when you're flooding TikTok and Instagram with it. They're creating the sense that everybody has one. You're the only one that doesn't have one if you don't have it. And then they make it so that they make these releases that are designed to run out, and you're like, oh crap, I'm not going to get it. And it's right. like. It's it's insane. It's absolutely. But it's, it helps. It's it helps reinforce the idea that everyone has one. You go to a store and you're like, crap, it's not here. Everyone They're sold out. Everybody has one but me. Yep. I I think it's also interesting. You know, not this was not Stanley wasn't behind this at all. But have you guys seen the videos of that woman's car that got? Um, yes, that I was going to bring this got up. Got caught on fire, and no. the one thing that survived in the fire was her Stanley Cup, and there was still ice in it. So that's like Stanley wasn't even driving that. That was like a TikToker or just some random person posting it herself, and that did a lot for the. Product I can't too. wait for ten years from now when it comes out that Stanley actually burned up a car for a marketing effort. And yeah. turns out it was all. I like, wouldn't be surprised uh, one day. But I want to know like the alerts the PR agency has on like what else are they seeing that like oh my gosh you had Stanley we gotta push this out like yeah. it's gonna but be. But don't wild. forget what the follow on was say. You talk about them having alerts. Do you remember what they did as a response was? They stitched that woman's um, post, wherever it was, TikTok or Insta, I can't remember, and they bought her a new car. They paid they for a new car. Yeah, wow. they replaced her vehicle. That's crazy. They were like, I'm so glad that you're okay. I'm so glad your Stanley survived. Like, we're going to send you a new Stanley, but also, like, we're going to pay for you to get a new vehicle. I'm like, that probably also costs less than getting Snoop to give up the smoke. It's probably yeah. the craziest Yeah, part. what does a Camry cost, okay. you know, compared to... Because it got getting... them all this attention, too. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to pay for it now because they didn't pay for this advertisement ahead of time. Yeah, they but... got a free ad that got millions of views that shows how durable the Stanley is that you saw and I saw. And then on top of that, they get this extra great PR push when they're like, wow, what a great company Stanley is. They replace that woman's car and their products are amazing. Did you know it survived that fiery crash? It's the like, ice was still money. in it. Yeah. yeah, the ice. She she moved it around, and you could hear the ice in it. Um, right. the, the one th I will say, the one <laughs> other thing we were talking about accessories at lunch today. I saw like a oh, uh, you know, mommy and me Stanley cups, and they sell little ones for like kids now. Uh -huh. They're the same style. They're the same Stanley's. material. They're made of that. I, I'm not sure. I didn't like dive deep into Who, it, but I just whoever made that ain't hanging out with toddlers because I'm not giving a toddler a loud ass aluminum cup. No. My, that would be that's a headache. A that's a headache in a bottle. 
smashing yeah. that on the ground every two seconds. That is a headache and a bomb. Throwing it, throwing it at dad when she's upset. However, oh, if it yeah. doesn't dent, that's a pretty good – there's a case of like it's strong enough for a toddler. Kids can throw it around. Yeah. That, uh, I guess you're right, the strength part of it. But, you know, maybe maybe strong enough for a toddler. What a great tagline. You should be, you should be working. You should be giving pitching them ideas for their next campaign. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. It really is like we like to talk about. Like why are we talking about this on Create Smarter? We preach all the time that video isn't your goal, right? So that's kind of, the, of what we're trying to take out of this. If you're listening and you're all the way at the end, it's think of what other, how the operation works. Is it demand? How do you drive this type of stuff? How do you think long-term of what you're doing? Instead of just creating one video, putting it out one time and hoping that everyone sees it, it's the idea of chopping the stuff up, using it different ways. You might have your influencers, your thought leaders, your subject matter experts at a location utilize not just them speaking of that the one thing but think about what else you could be doing with it because no video is ever just going to be successful unless it's snoop giving up smoke and even then you still could get fired if you're the ceo right but and the, and the point is you know it's really important to reinforce i think to, to again wrap this up in terms of what's relevant to our to our customers and our clients is um at the start of a project don't just don't just assume people are on the same page about a goal Write up in big letters on the whiteboard, what is the objective of this project? The objective of this project is to lift sales. Okay, how are we going to do that? Oh, you know, a video might contribute to it, but it's not going to stand alone. So knowing and being aligned on what the objective is in a project is ultimately the most important thing because otherwise what you have is a really great idea and a fun idea for a fun video, but it might not be aligned with what everyone in the organization wants to see in terms of goals. So objective, what is the objective? How are we going to accomplish it? Like that's got to be at the forefront of every project. And I think this is this is a good proof point for it. And I think it's also important to talk about, we talk about how the long play actually works. Mm -hmm. We had a potential client come to us about a marketing effort that we did last year. And we're like, oh, we're seeing the results from it now. Um, even though it wasn't an instantaneous thing, we were talking about the instant gratification earlier, it's the long play, staying in front of people, reminding them of your services and your product and what you can do for them. And then when they need somebody, they'll come to you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks everyone for watching. For Phil, for Marissa, I'm Kyle. Thanks for listening or watching our Create Smarter podcast.